Meredith Gorman here, and are you still not subscribed to Matt's channel? Well, if you're not, hit the subscribe button because he's giving out free picks each and every week. Hope you have a good rest of your day. UFC is back, guys. What was it, three weeks off? Nice to have uh, the UFC back after the holidays and New Year's. They do this every year, always a break uh, during the holidays. And just coming into the new year, we're back. One of the best weapons for me personally in the arsenal. Uh, UFC Vegas 84. UFC Vegas 84, Ankali versus Walker, part two. This is part two. We'll break that down shortly. I'll be looking at some main card fights like usual. Full main card fights provide free picks, leans, price talk, and maybe what to avoid. Systemsportscapping.com or link.me slash systemcapping. Current special for this week. Uh, is up at a low cost. You get my Sony Open Betting card. PGA is back, guys. UFC Vegas 84 client card for this event and NFL wild card round with a best bet pending. 80% best bets over the last two years at low volume. Let's do a quick 2023 recap. We don't have a fight card to recap uh, from last week or at least from last three weeks. So we'll just get into a 2023 recap. I have done a couple already if you're watching the videos, but if you don't watch the NFL videos for some reason, you should be, but if you don't, um, I'll do the recap here. Just another profitable and solid year in the UFC against the UFC market and the books, right? Highlighted. This is the highlight. There's always some sort of highlight. You know, one year's will be higher than others. The only thing I can guarantee every year it's going to be profitable, right? Highlighted this year by two fight parlays, 68%. 68% two fight parlays. That's the highlight. Uh, eight straight profitable weeks in a row was also a big highlight, right? That's over, that's two months, maybe a little over two months. 63% average line this year plus money. That's what I'm happy about here. Plus money was the average line, and getting at 63% is very, very, very happy with that. And over 67 units long. Term. So another good year in the UFC will continue uh, to beat the books long term in the UFC market and full year packages are available. That's the best way uh, to profit long term uh, is getting a longer term package, right? If you get up one month, you know, technically anything could happen in one month, right? I don't have a lot of down months, uh, but I do have down months throughout the year, right? So best way to purchasing a long term package uh, to avoid that currently handicapping UFC NFL playoffs, uh, PGA every weekend, NBA and NHL as well at lower volume. Euro, Euro Cups around the corner. Looking forward to that. It's in June. I'll be handicapping that. Uh, research will start in May. Uh, so keep that in mind. We have back-to-back -back nice tournaments in the Euro Cup and World Cup. Let's get right into it, guys. We're not going to waste too much time here. We don't have a big recap uh, to go over. Uh, so let's get right into it. Main card, main card, shop around, shop around for best prices. Have multiple books. UFC is very important. Uh, I stress this every video, guys. NFL, not as important. Um, I do see from, play, if you bet player props, it's fairly important due to pricing. And you can get, you know, different lines out there. Example, you know, Mike Evans, 62 and a half receiving yards. One book has it, the other book has it at, 64, things like that, right? So it pays off to have multiple books when you're betting against a sports market. You just profit more. Get better lines, right? For my clients, I provide the best line that I can get out there, and I tell them usually what book uh, in the write-up. 
Let's get right into it. Main event, main event, Ankalaev minus 500 uh, versus Johnny Walker plus 380. I broke this fight down already uh, about a month or so ago when these two, they were scheduled to fight, but they also fought. It only lasted three minutes, however, due to a legal knee, right? So it was a no contest between these two. What did we learn, though, from that fight? Well, I can tell you, you know, we saw Ankalaev handling the wildness and pressure okay. Uh, he did have a grappling advantage, did get a takedown on Walker and almost had a submission uh, at one point in that fight. Walker was able to get up, right? Only three minutes we saw, so it's kind of hard to tell. But, you know, I go into the same theory that I did in the first fight. You know, I have to favor Ankalaev. Now, do I agree with the minus 500 price tag? Maybe not. Maybe not. I have a more maybe three to one, four to one, right? So when you first look at the lines, you say, yeah, value with Walker. At plus 380, due to his wildness, due to his possibilities of winning a fight, due to some power and awkwardness on the feet. Right? But Ankalaev has a clear grappling advantage. Ankalaev is one of the most well rounded fighters in the UFC. Very good wrestler, can strike box, durable. Right? So there's a lot to like. Ankalaev's a guy that I always said, you know, two, three, four years ago, that this guy one day is going to fight for a title. This guy one day is going to be a champion of this division. Fortune against Jan. I thought he won that fight. Um, he needed a win there to get that title shot. Now he's kind of, if you want to say, taking a step back, even though Walker has looked good and has made that step up himself. Ankolov technically has taken a step back here fighting Walker, and he's going to have to prove that he can beat him. And I do think he does beat him. You know, we're not in love with the minus 500. We're not in love with it. Right? And there is value at plus 380 on Walker. It's just Walker's path is very minimal. Like, how does Walker really win this fight? Catch Ankalaev on the feet with something wild. A wild knee like he attempted in that first fight. Um, spinning something. Some big shot. But Ankalaev is just so disciplined. He's one of the most disciplined, disciplined fighters out there. And sometimes it, it hurts him because he's too disciplined. Right, he doesn't go for that big finish. He doesn't go for things in fights. He just sticks to course, sticks to the game plan, and usually wins a close type of, you know, style fight if he's fighting in a big fight. Right, Walker should come out wild, should come out with some, you know, wild shot. That's his only path. Right? If Walker's going to try to fight discipline, stick to a jab, we've seen it before. We've seen his new training regimen when, he fight, uh, when he's training in Ireland. He does use a kind of a stick and jab motion. He tried to switch. It's not going to work against Ankalaev. Ankalaev is going to get this fight down to the ground at, it, at some point. And he could box with, with Walker as well. Right? So I don't think that theory will work here. He'll lose a decision or a late stoppage if he does go that theory. It's going to have to be Walker using his athleticism and Walker using his unpredictability and wildness to somehow hurt Ankalaev during this fight. I just have a hard time seeing that happen. I have to go with Ankalaev here. And if we try to improve the price, it's very difficult. Very difficult. You ask me, is this fight going to go five rounds? You know, I would first would say no. I would say Ankalaev probably gets a finish at some point. But we have seen both of these to fight five-round fights before, right? Both these guys do fight and can fight five-round fights. So when I look at a price of Ankalaev by finish at minus 200, it, guys, it's, 
it's tough to get to right at that price by by a finish because I'm not 100% sure he'll finish Walker even though I lean that way but at minus 200 you have to be 100% sure that he's going to finish this fight and I'm not 100% sure it's going to finish where I found some crazy value now the price is large because ankle I've never had a submission before even though Walker has been submitted and we have seen in the first fight that ankle I have looked like he was going for a submission Looks like he was trying to submit Walker because he does have an advantage there. But the only problem is at plus 750, yes, definitely value there a bit. However, Ankleive doesn't have a finish by submission, right? So even though I think that's where he has the advantage and that's where I think he probably gets to fight at some point, is he going to get a submission? Walker's a big guy. Seems like he has decent submission um, defense. It's hard to bet it, but at 750, there's value. If you throw a small unit on that, I wouldn't call you crazy at plus 750. But it is difficult to call an outcome here, even though I'm leaning ankle. I have to get a finish at some point. I could see this also going five rounds if Walker plays it safe, right? If Walker's playing it safe and not putting his, um, not doing his wild shots and going for wild attempts, you know, this fight could be slowed down. And Ankalaev, we have seen many times, just fight slow and not go for the finish, right? A lot of times, he just fights smart, doesn't go for the finish. So that could happen here. I wouldn't be shocked uh, if Ankalaev just plays it safe, beats him pretty much in all aspects, avoids the big wild shots from Walker, and just wins this fight comfortably. You could see that as well. So my path for Walker to win this fight is low odds, so that's why I can't bet Walker, even though there's a little value of plus 380, Walker landing something wild, or landing, you know, a big knee, uh, hurting him at some point, that's his only path in my eyes, and you have that at low odds, but Walker's going to be the much more athletic guy in there, um, so expect Ankalaev to kind of slow the fight down, That that's what I expect, and due to that, it's hard to even get to the finish on Ankalaev, so... Bet will be ankle live. I may have to fight in, uh, fit into a two fight parlay uh, if I am going to bet ankle live here in this fight. It just there's no really value or you know at minus five hundred. It's it's difficult to bet, right? Difficult to bet. And an outcome there's just no value at minus two hundred. So ankle live will be the play for video purposes. It may make my client card in some aspect in some way. I haven't determined that yet. Client card comes out after weigh-ins on Friday. Uh, but um, I've been high on Ankalaev his whole career. Uh, I do think he's disciplined enough to avoid Walker's craziness and wildness, and Ankalaev should win this fight. Nikola, plus 225 versus Kopp, minus 275. This line's a little interesting. Um, a little strange if you want to put it that way, just due to the guys fighting before and Nikolai winning. Right, it was a close fight. It was a split decision, and it was a few years ago. Um, after that, Cap seemed to improve. Um, when he first came to the UFC, he was very hesitant. Um, didn't like what I saw uh, from from Cap when he first came into UFC, but now he's growing, continuing to get better. Um, after that, he, he's won three in a row. Um, Nikola. Also um, went on a nice little run there until he ran into Roy Vell, right? He ran into Roy Vell, uh, who just got a title shot. And Roy Vell actually finished him in the first round, which is a bit concerning. Uh, a bit concerning for Nikola. Nikola's durability at times has been questioned. 
Um, Cap, after that loss, uh, he hasn't lost a fight. <laughs> after, after the loss to Nikola. No big names in there. That's why it has me concerned. He did beat a good Dvorak. He did beat DeSantos last time out. But no huge names. I would think Nikola is a bigger name than everyone that he's beat. So he's going to have to prove that, that split decision. It was a close fight. But I think Nikola won due to control time and grappling and wrestling. And that's where he's going to have an advantage here. Right? That's where Nikola is going to have the advantage. If he tries to chain wrestle, tries to get the control time, get the fight down to the ground, that's his advantage. Cap is better on the feet. Cap has the power on the feet. He has the volume uh, on the feet. Over five per minute compared to Nikola at 3.6. That's going to be a, a difference here, especially in a flyweight fight that could easily go decision. Right? If this fight is a finish, it's cap, it's cop catching Nikola on the feet. Like I mentioned, Nikola has been finished. His durability is a concern at times, and his volume is a concern, right? So on the feet, cap is the better fighter. If Nikola decides to get this fight down to the ground, which I expect him to, I expect him to get this fight down to the ground at some point. Cap does get taken down in multiple fights. That's going to be his path. He's not going to want to play with fire on the feet. Nikola has been finished three times before right his three losses are three finishes and cap has shown he has ko power on the feet right so if this fight does finish it's not nikola finishing the fight in my eyes it's cop finishing the fight but i'm gonna lean the fight you know to go all three rounds um and i'm gonna lean cap here i'm gonna lean cap i do think he's continuing to improve from fight to fight nikola coming off a finish is a bit concerning it's just Cop's going to have to avoid the takedowns. And if he does get taken down, I have seen in multiple fights that he's able to get up. And then Nikola's not going to be able to just hold them down there. Right? So that's why I'm able to bet Cap. Don't love the price. There's definitely value on Nikola. Don't get me wrong. He already beat Cop. Right? So plus 225. If you guys are taking a shot on Nikola, I don't blame you. I'm just advising you I think wins the fight. And I do think it's going to be Cop. And I do think he could hurt Nikola throughout this fight. We've seen Cop hurt a lot of his opponents on the feet. I do think he can hurt Nikola here. And I do think Cap, uh, Cap continues to improve, which has me enough to back him. I don't love it at plus two, at minus 275. I definitely don't love it. Right? But a lot of times in the UFC, you're not going to love the lines, but you're going to like the fighter and the spot. And that's here. We got a revenge spot as well, right? Lost a close fight earlier in his UFC career, right? You can look at it that way as well. Um, but Cap's advantage on the feet is is fairly fairly big, and that volume could play in a factor if it does go all three rounds. So plays gonna be Cap. Don't love the price. Maybe lean decision, but again, Nikola has been finished three times. That's what concerns me. So I can't go all in on the decision to get improved the price. I can't. If you don't mind pricing, bet copy at this price. I'm not going to bet this price for clients. Could have fit into a 2-5 per LA possibility. Um, but I'm going to have to lean cap here for video purposes. Jim Miller. Yes, he is still going. I think he has one or two more fights. He did mention it, uh, that he wants to fight at UFC 300. That probably will be his last fight, which makes sense. He's favorite here, though, which I don't love. Minus 138 versus Benitez, plus one. 10. He continues to go. He continues to grind your mind. He continues to look pretty good, right? He's looking good in these fights. At 40, um, it seems like he's fighting all the time, right? <laughs> I feel like Jim Miller's on, on, on every car, but then I look back, he fights like twice, maybe three times a year. So um, he does not, right? Now, 
he opened up as an underdog here and we missed the price. All right. I love Jim Miller as an underdog. If you can get plus money on Jim Miller, sign me up. All right. He's live, right? Always usually has a grappling advantage, submission advantage, uh, has a little bit of power on the feet. You know, but at minus 138, minus 140 out there, ah, <laughs> it's tough, right? Especially against Benitez, who's going to have a striking advantage, who's going to have great with the late kicks, Benitez. Uh, it's actually a good submission game as well, which tells me he probably has some good de defense uh, on the ground. You can get Benitez down to the ground. Uh, that's one thing I can see Miller maybe taking advantage of, but he's not going to want to strike with Benitez, right? And due to Benitez having a volume advantage... Uh, in this fight, right? Jim Miller, very low volume. He's actually under three, guys. That's low, right? Like 2.8. It's very low uh, for volume uh, compared to uh, Benitez, right? Higher volume guy. And you gave me plus money with Benitez. I'm going to have to look that way if I have to bet this fight. He could hurt and compromise his legs. Benitez loves throwing kicks. Right? If it gets into the ground, it's going to be a little questionable, right? Miller does have that 40-year-old man strength. <laughs> he does have that. I wouldn't say he has great wrestling, he has decent wrestling. It's more the grappling. The grappling is very high level, very high level black belt. So if it does get in that position, um, Miller's going to be live to win this fight, of course. But if Benitez can keep it standing, I expect Benitez to win the fight. And there's value here when it's a 50-50 fight in my eyes. Right, like I mentioned, Benitez was favored not too long ago, about three, four days ago, when this fight opened. Uh, now you're getting Benitez plus 110. I cannot bet Jim Miller as a favorite, guys. I just can't. At an underdog, sure. Sign me up at Jim Miller plus money. But as a favorite, I just can't bet him at this point of his career against a striker. Right? A guy doesn't have terrible takedown defense and doesn't have terrible submission defense. Um... Yes, Jim Miller's left to win this fight. It's a 50-50 fight, like I mentioned, guys. I just can't bet him a minus 140. If I had to bet this fight is Benitez plus the money, wouldn't be surprised if Jim Miller wins the fight, of course, though. Uh, it's not a fight that I'll probably bet. If I do, it'll be a smaller unit on Benitez due to the pricing at plus 110. Happy to see Jim Miller out there. I expect Jim Miller's last fight to be at UFC 300, and I expect him to give him somewhat of an easier fight. An older guy, right? Benitez's not a young guy. He's 35. Um, but I expect Jim Miller, if he does fight at UFC 300, he already asked for it, which means he's fighting. <laughs> right? He's fighting, unless he gets hurt in this fight. Let's hope he doesn't. Uh, but UFC 300, uh, I expect him to give like a veteran guy, you know, someone out of you know, last fight or, or, an, or an older guy. This fight I'm very excited about, guys. Very excited. Uh, Ricky Simone minus 175 versus Batista plus 150. This fight I'm probably the most intrigued about uh, to see how it goes. You know, Batista continues to climb the ranks, continue to win fights, five-fight win streak. The only thing is lower level, guys. The resume is not impressive. Um, a guy like Simone, who usually will have a wrestling advantage in most of his fights, we'll have one here, of course. I guess Batista will get into that shortly. But, you know, Simone is fighting the best guys pretty much out there. Not the top, top of the guys. You could say Song is, though. And he, he looked pretty good against Song. Looked like his hands improved. Looked like his boxing improved in that fight. Um, Song ended up finishing him, though, in the fifth round. Right, Simone kind of gassed and kind of fell off later in that fight. This is a three-round fight, so we don't have to worry about that. 
Yeah, but he has some nice wins, right, Ricky Simone? He beat a tough Jack Shore. Uh, he has a win over a Sunsau, Borg, uh, Mirov Disvili earlier in his career. So he has some nice wins. The resume is more impressive than Batista. You know, what I like about Batista is very well-rounded. Uh, he did show me some concerns, though, against Blackshear. Blackshear was taking that fight on short notice. And he showed me some concerns. Blackshear was able to get Batista down multiple times. <laughs> multiple times. What does Ricky Simone do, right? Chain wrestles and gets you down to the ground. Right, so Batista has shown only 50% takedown defense in his fights. We have seen multiple guys take him down. That's why I'm concerned here, and that's why I would have to look at Ricky Simone. Right, when you have a wrestling advantage, and I don't think the striking advantage is huge for Batista. I do think Batista has a striking advantage. He does have the volume advantage over five. Ricky Simone's in the threes. Ricky Simone's not a volume striker. He's a volume takedown guy. <laughs> he will chain wrestle. He will get you down, and he will continue to try to get you down. And I expect Simone to get him down. And Batista is live for, you know, re-nick a choke, live for a submission. We have seen it at times. So Simone should be ready for that, right? He's always ready for that. Guys try to submit him when he takes him down. That's not going to be something new here, guys. Right, so Ricky Simone did look fairly good against Song Yudong. That was his big fight, right? That, that was Ricky Simone's huge fight to, you know, not be far from a title shot. But he failed. He failed. Sure, that could sometimes hurt a guy. Um, Batista's on the come up. I like Batista, don't get me wrong. Trains with Sugar Sean. I follow that camp out in Arizona. And I do think he is live to win the fight if he catches Simone with something heavy. You get to catch him with, like, what I like about Batista, very active, very unpredictable sometimes on the feet, right? Very active in the submission game. Don't think he'll submit Ricky Simone. Uh, but if he does catch Simone with something coming in, maybe a flying knee when he's trying to come in for a takedown or spinning something, we've seen Batista throw crazy things up there. So he is live. This is Batista's biggest fight in his career. It's not even close. Uh, Simone, not going to say it's his biggest fight, but I do think it's a big fight. It's a bounce back. He, how is he going to look after that Ricky Simone fight? So, uh, sorry, after that Song Yudong fight. So, Simone, better resume, much better wrestling pedigree. Um, the, the striking's improving. We saw it against Song Yudong. And Batista's, my path is, you know, Batista's path is to keep the fight standing, which I think is going to be difficult, outstrike him on the feet, which is possible. But he's going to have to keep the fight standing. So this is a classic grappler, wrestler versus striker, in my opinion. Don't think Batista's wrestling is terrible. Don't think his grappling is terrible at all. I think it's good. Simone just has a much better gas tank in wrestling, in my opinion. And I think that will be the game plan. And I do think his striking has improved. Like I mentioned, Simone's striking has improved, which is going to make me look his way in this, in this fight. So I do like Simone. Probably lean the decision. He can get the actual decision at plus money. Right, I don't think Simone's going to knock out Batista on the feet. That's not happening. Submission, possibly, but Batista's submission game uh, looks good. And like I mentioned, submission, so Batista does have some grappling. So the play is going to be Simone by decision. That's where the value is. Simone to win the fight, that's what I'll look at. Um, it's just going to be the wrestling and grappling. Now, if Batista's stuffing the takedowns early, concerning. <laughs> concerning if you're holding a Simone ticket. Right, Batista's stuffing takedowns is very concerning. I think Simone's going to be able to take him down. Uh, and we're going to look at Simone's way here. Batista is somewhat live. Not enough 
Not enough juice, uh, not enough pr uh, underdog money for me to back it though. Opening the card, Haas plus 110 versus Ferreira minus 130. This is an ugly one you want to stay away from, guys. Back-to-back losses versus Haas coming into this fight against very good guys, but they're both KOs, right? We know Haas' durability is a concern. We know he has wrestling. We know he can wrestle. Just doesn't use it enough. He likes to stand and bang with guys, which is never the good game plan. His game plans are always terrible. He does have that one-shot power, but the durability is always a question, right? Those two losses were against tough guys. The elites, very tough guy. And... Uh, Askar, Alaskarov, right? So those two losses were against very good guys. Ferreira, third fight in the UFC, coming off the Dana White Contender Series. Uh, he's 1-1 one one in the UFC. Uh, good win over Robocop in his first fight, Rodriguez. Um, and then lost by KO in the next fight, right? Second fight uh, to Ruzobov. Uh, this fight could go either way in my eyes. Both guys have power. The one thing I can almost guarantee, never guarantee, guys, it's a fight, this fight doesn't go three rounds. The pricing tells you that. Minus 850. So whoever you like, just bet them by finish. And it's a flip of a coin. I don't bet flip of a coin fights. Either guy could win this fight. Sure, I'll lean Ferreira. I think Ferreira could probably knock out Haas if he catches him with a big shot. Both guys like to throw. Haas's game plan should be to wrestle. But will it be? Right? Haas is not a guy that can, fight, can wrestle for three rounds. He's going to have to steal around with his wrestling. Be decent on the feet in the second round and steal it with a takedown in the third. That's just not how he fights. It should be. However, the durability and gas tank is not there for him to do that. So lean Ferreira, again, not betting the fight. I'm staying away from this fight uh, due to, you know, guys could just stand and bang and either guy could get caught. Haas does not wrestle enough uh, for me to back him here, even though plus 110, right? I have to say there's a little value if I have this fight at 50-50. That will do it, guys. That will do it. Big NFL wildcard uh, video out tomorrow. If you guys aren't video and audio, i got to mention, <laughs> a lot of listeners now on um, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, so I thank you guys uh, for that. If you like videos, we're here on YouTube as well. Like I always say, bet smart and know your limits. Take care.